0: Hi, this is Joe Mullings. Welcome to On The Line.
1: I'm Christina K, and we are here with Christina B, the third wow. TMG Christina. <laughs> it all comes full circle.
0: C-H, C-R, and K-R. Yeah. And they're all three in the room.
1: Right, we're all here.
0: I'm being triangulated by Christina zombies. <laughs>
1: Christina cubed. We're just so cute.
0: Christina cube. that's right.
1: Cena is a search consultant here at the Mullins Group. So we thought we'd bring her on to talk about this article I saw on in Business Insider about Elon Musk's interview practices for uh, the SpaceX program. Apparently they're very rigorous and there's a trivia question you have to be able to answer. And if you can't answer it, you can't work there. Why should I say the, the question? It's kind of a fun one.
0: Yeah, sure. Don't give the answer though.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. It's a bit of a riddle. But I got it right just so everybody knows. Um, <laughs> the question is Uh, You walk 10 feet north, 10 feet east, and 10 feet south. I think you could change those coordinates from any point, but you start and end in the same place, though you've only turned three times. Where are you? That's the question.
0: On a crazy Saturday night back in college. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, yeah, it is a pretty grueling um, process, uh, but remember who he's hiring, right? So he's, he's hiring super high level thinkers, uh, solving problems oftentimes that have not been solved yet. And I think both at SpaceX and Tesla, he used the same processes. Right. Uh, and it's not, it's not out of the ordinary these days either. The really high end organizations would rather hire the right person um, than hire the wrong person. So they'd rather leave the position open than hire the wrong person finding that
2: sometimes yeah and cost of hire and the training to go into bringing somebody on as well and opportunity cost there definitely
0: and, and here's another thing i thought of because we were shooting this around early on in what probably doesn't get enough acknowledgement is when you have a team of a players and a clear b player enters the squad mm-hmm. everybody's like wtf mm-hmm. how come
1: Right. Yeah, and I think it's not just finding the right people to solve problems that have never been solved. It's finding the right people to invent problems that have never been discovered, right? It's it's so much more now than it's ever been before. It's so incredibly fast-paced that it's crucial to have the right people because not only will having the wrong person set you back fiscally or set back the people's time to train them, but the right person could have identified that unknown problem so far in advance. So... I was wondering, you guys, uh, because I don't interview anybody. I mean, I do on camera, but it's a super, like, there are no wrong answers when I interview a person, you know, and nobody's life changes at the end of it, except for mine.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) But uh, have you seen, like, a a sharp shift in the interview process? Has it become more rigorous on your end? Have you noticed uh, an incline in that?
2: I think it's more about the quality of interviewing, making sure that there's a reason behind each interaction. Um, whether it's a phone interview or an in-person interview or an assessment, that it's not just done for the sake of it. That there's a true reason and meaning behind determining whether this individual is a fit, not just for the company's sake, but for that individual's sake as well. When entering the organization, to make sure that, especially when you're coming in with a, a team of A players, you're you're bringing in top talent as well, um, and that it's a fit. And I think the difficulty there is determining those activities for companies. I'd be interested in talking about. Uh, the variety of interviewing activities companies do to be able to determine each fit or to be able to determine fit in general. There's not just a black and white standard interviewing process. You really have to think about from a technical standpoint, if they're fit, a psychological, cultural fit, what what are the different activities involved in the interviewing process to be able to figure that out?
0: Yeah. And it's important also, you bring up a very interesting point, is what are we interviewing for? Right? So people hire people to solve problems. And what is the problem we're trying to solve? What's the environment like? And what skill sets, characteristics are likely to be most successful? And just as important as interviewing somebody is defining the interview process to figure out what it is that you're looking for and not. And there's never a perfect candidate. But what you do do is you want to define where are the assets, where are the liabilities of the person coming in? And what effect do they have on, let's just make sure it's a technical issue, and then on the spread the core, Because you get a lot of organizations where you can get somebody who can solve all kinds of technical issues, but they break the no-asshole rule, which a lot of our clients have these days.
1: What is that, the no-asshole rule? The no-asshole
0: rule is yeah. um, somebody who comes in who's super smart but is incredibly disruptive and they don't have respect for people. You know, we practice something called radical candor in our organization, which allows you, as long as it's delivered with love, to deliver straight up, down the middle, constructive, not criticism, but constructive insight into something that is less than optimal. Um, But if you do that with malice or bad intent, then you're an asshole.
2: Right. I think just as important as it is to have that kind of technical expertise, communication is just as important. Being able to communicate across divisions to individuals. It affects every single part of it, especially in the interviewing process when you're trying to get to know somebody. If you can't communicate well, not only your background experience, but what you want out of it, um, it's hard for a company to determine what your faults are, what your pros and cons are, and then whether you're a fit.
0: Our firm has tremendously revamped our process over the last few years, and it's made a tremendous difference in who we get, how we get and the retention and performance. It makes it a lot tougher and we had to raise the salary bar dramatically in order to get what we call best athlete. Um, but our interaction now are responding to the ad, two telephone calls with a senior partner, separate calls, a Q&A that we test uh, writing skills and ability to communicate in a written form, which is really important these days then come in and meet a single partner, then come back again, meet the same single partner and myself, then come back again and take a a cognitive intelligence test, meet senior staff, and give a presentation. And at the end of all of that, um, more than half the time we say thank you, but we're probably not the right company for you. And I mean it that way, because it's not that they're not a good person, it's just that we know what our organization can accommodate and not. And most people look at that the wrong way. They're like, oh, what could I have done better? And it's mm-hmm. nothing. It's just that we're not we're not really built for the best version of you. And someplace else is. And please take it that way.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, actually the first time I ever met Christina B was during her presentation because that's what a jerk Joe is. He was like, not only does she have to present to all of us something like on the, well, she prepared it, but you know, something that is maybe outside of her wheelhouse, like put something together, original content. She has to do it in front of two cameras of people she's never met before. She doesn't even understand their relationship to the company, but they're going to be there shooting her.
0: (laughs) And I didn't even want to hire her. So, um, in the interview process, I thought she was, eh. And then Holly said, well, let's see how the presentation goes. And when she came into the presentation, purposefully, I make sure that I'm myself in high expectations, low maintenance mode with the individual. And I pin your ears back for the whole hour um, without being a total jerk, but bringing the heat. Mm -hmm. And I remember you, your presentation was, was how to... How To recruit,
2: no, it was a talent management strategy.
0: Talent, ma- and I looked at her, I'm like, Are you serious? You're gonna talk to me <laughs> about that.
2: <laughs> oh, I, but it was at the end,
1: you guys like devolved into some kind of argument. You about really got stuck
2: on the millennial slide yeah, there. Yeah. I, <laughs>
0: did. I did, I got stuck on that. But you know, there's the point is I was iffy,
1: uh-huh.
0: right? And not all activities are weighted the same. And then she nailed it on a number of fronts, but how she handled the heat i.e. the adversity, gave me insight and an indication as to what I would get when she's in the foxhole with me. And that's what owners and leaders want. I want to know what version of you reveals itself in the foxhole. Because anybody can be cool and smooth in an interview, but when they turn the gas jets on, who are you? And that's if you really pull the string on most interview processes, that's what I want to know.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, like Elon Musk is looking for a specific right answer to a trivia question. But in our case, I think it wasn't about whether or not Christina answered every question right. It was about answering it with sincerity, with uh, transparency, with authenticity, and then also a best effort. Right. You know, it's not always about being right, but it's about really trying and it's about staying in the game. And, And yeah, I remember you were really feisty.
2: I think it's also being comfortable. So if you had put the presentation early on in the interviewing process, I don't know if I would have performed as well, just because I didn't know everybody in the room. I wasn't as comfortable. But since we went through a rigorous interviewing process, I really saw all the facets of the company and the individuals there that I could figure out where my fit might be. And that gave me the confidence to stand my ground when you did come at me. Mm
0: -hmm. And, and you know, you, you, in that comment, you brought up something very, very insightful. The longer the interview process, the better it is for the individual because you get a better perspective on who and what you're walking into. So some people complain on long interview processes as the, I don't like to use the word candidate because you're an individual, but as the candidate or individual, I think you should embrace that because this way, when you walk in the door, you really know, is this the place, you know, beauty and blemishes that I want to work at and give my best efforts. And if you can get through an interview in one or two interviews, really, how high is that
2: bar? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm actually wondering outside of our organization with other companies that we work with, what are sort of some of the interview hurdles that you are seeing coming up and, and what can people prepare for? A, you know, we heard about a presentation, obviously like phone interviews, in-person interviews. Are there any other things that you've seen other companies do that people should expect?
0: There are more and more companies going towards using assessments, both cognitive intelligence as well as uh, communication style, default behaviors. Um, and so I think those are wonderful as long as they're used as a data point, not a go or no-go gauge. Clearly, there are some tests that need to be done, you know, software. Uh, we do a lot of work with Google. So those tests um, are pass out and they should be, right? There's a right or wrong answer. Um, or there's an approach to solving the problem. We have have had, you know, not just Google, so I'm not just talking out of school here or revealing anything we have some super technical high-end organizations like google that maybe you approach solving a problem in a different way than the interviewer would have done but they're really cool because they're like wow that was clever i'm not sure i would have done it that way but that was insightful to attack the problem from that direction and that's a lot of times what people are looking for Do you see anything, Christina, in regards to process?
2: Nothing outside from what you just described. It can be a combination from personality tests to technical assessments to phone interviews to on-site interviews. Like I said, I think it's really understanding the reasoning behind either the assessments or the conversations. And if you go to Hack the Interview and we talk about Hack the Interview, it's looking through the lens of the hiring manager and why they're asking you those questions. So it's the same mentality. You know, What is the reason behind those interviewing activities? And if you agree with that, and you, then you understand where they're coming from.
0: Yeah, and I would flip the hat around here. Um, if, if I were, and it would have to be an alternative universe, if I were interviewing for a job somewhere… I would absolutely make sure I had an interview for the potential employer. In other words, once I am at a point where I think I want to work for them, I would call an interview if I didn't feel like I had everything disclosed. And Mm -hmm. I'd say, um, Mrs. Sally, VP of XYZ or CEO, uh, I'd like to get together. I've got a bunch of questions of my own now. Um, I think that's really important because you need to know who you're going to work for. Too many people are on the side of a beggar's mentality um, where you can't be that way. You've got to make sure that reasonably you have all your questions answered or you see the hiring manager or the CEO's approach to your question. So you can throw any question at me, I might not have the answer, but what you should be looking for is how do I ratchet through my reasoning and my process of giving you a potential answer? Mm-hmm. Um, like you pointed out earlier, is I don't know if there's a right answer, but I want to see what you went through to get the answer.
1: It's really funny how often I feel like we come up with analogies to relationships in this room. <laughs> like It's really crazy, but uh, I feel like Candidates or individuals need to understand the power that they have because, yes, these jobs are more competitive because uh, pay rates are higher and there's maybe not as many jobs on the market. And, and, you know, benefits are very important. So, you know, you want that role. That role is going to help you sustain your life. It's competitive. But on the other hand, a lot of companies are having a hard time filling those seats with the right person. So you have a certain amount of power knowing that you are also having a competitive advantage. And it's the courtship period is just extended. And that's you know, it's reflected in our, the way we, we court our romantic partners. Now, you know, it used to be that you might not really know your partner much at all before you would have married them. But now there's like a great Aziz Ansari sketch where he's, uh, he's doing stand up and he's like, how many people got married after two years? You're getting divorced. Like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, we, we have a certain expectation, I think, especially our generation mm-hmm. that like, It takes a certain amount of time to get to any point in any relationship. And now we know that is true for companies as well.
0: Yeah, you've got to make sure that you, to the best of your ability within reason before you step over the annoying line that you know what you're getting into. Because once you step in, so let's just take worst case. Let's say you take a gig and you're there and 30 days in, you're like, eh, I'll give it another 30. Now you're 60 days in and you're like, oh, this is not not what I signed up for. Um, that's on you. That's not on the client. You just jumped in too quick. Mm-hmm. And then now you have to unwind it. Now that you've got to go interviewing again, now you're probably going to make potentially a less than optimal decision because you want to get out of this quote-unquote bad relationship. One of two things happen. You jump out of that one out of desperation or when we talk about relationships – you punish the next relationship you go into based upon the abuse you took or the perceived abuse you took and the one you're running away from. And that, in turn, leads to a bad decision too. And so you, I would rather you be a lot more diligent in your interview process and the people looking to hire you, if it's worthwhile working there, will be thankful. Trust me. And I see it all the time.
2: Yeah. If you see any red flags, yellow flags during the interviewing process, you, you just don't glaze over that. You have a conversation around it and you dig deeper. Like my experience with TMG, I wasn't 100% bought in. And actually, when I first met Joe, um, I, I was a little nervous because this position is reporting to the CEO and I've had experiences in the past where I reported to the CEO and um, if you're not on the same wavelength, or if you can't communicate ideas and understand what they're saying, then the task or initiative and understanding behind it is lost. And I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to have that kind of communication style and relationship with Joe in the beginning because he's a little straightforward—not little. He's very straightforward um, and can be abrupt. And um, I was nervous about that. So I definitely explored that through the interviewing process and. I think it was during the presentation aspect of it that I, once we kind of had our battle out <laughs> on the floor, um, I realized I could speak my opinion and my thoughts and you would respect it. And so that's was that was the final. And
0: meanwhile, you wrote another job description presented to me this week, <laughs> the yeah. job that you want now in the organization. Mm-hmm. And, and how did oh, that Oh, you wrote go? your
2: own? Yeah. yeah. What?
0: She came in and she proposed a slight adjustment in what she's... Actually, a massive adjustment <laughs> in about a year from now, but uh, a sort of off ramp in a certain area. And so, how did that go?
1: It went well. Yeah. yeah wait, well, I'm, I'm so curious. What is Christina going to be now?
0: Well, actually, you know, this is a good um, format to explain it for those listening, especially local people.
2: Yeah. It's really to move more into an advisory role for clients in building out their talent acquisition. Um, Process in the beginning, we're dealing with a lot of small to startup med tech companies that don't really have a lot of infrastructure in place or support in place, and um, really want to come in and provide that support initially, so that it not only helps us through the recruiting process, but um, it stabilizes the company as well throughout their talent acquisition.
0: And then the other one,
2: the uh, internal recruiting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's building out the organization. Oh wow! Yeah, that's so cool. Outward facing. Community sort of uh, lightning rod. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: that's great. For Awareness those listening local, for... we're,
0: we're looking to hire eight people over the next 12 months. And I should never advertise this, but like, the average income's <laughs> north of 150. So put your there resume in.
2: There you go. In. I don't uh, even have to talk about income now.
1: <laughs> Can I just really quickly tell you my interview process with Joe? Please. Uh, well, <laughs> I went to school with Ryan mm-hmm. who I think was the only person Joe knew that could operate a camera so he contacted him and it went well so they were shooting a lot of stuff together and then Ryan had contacted another mutual friend of ours Michael to come shoot and he shot once with you guys or maybe twice and then uh Michael couldn't do it cuz he was working on a feature film and I was like oh I'll go do it cuz I hadn't I had a hard time finding work in South Florida actually so um I came here to shoot and I think after the second day we were at like a surf and turf place, and I went to the bathroom, and Joe said something to the effect of "Let's keep her." And that was my interview, process. <laughs>
0: and what it. did Michael say when you first thought you were going to work here?
1: He was like, "That is not a good mix. That is not going to work very well." He's like, "I," he he said, "I can't wait to hear your take on Joe when you get back because this is not going to work."
0: So you're all, you're all. Go go with the f- veneer. Out I, of the game.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. You fooled us.
1: <laughs> no, not me. It took me 24 hours. Right. It took me. Four, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm a year. I'm over a year now. Yeah. I started early November, so it's been more than a year. And I I think that it's true. Being able to be uh, candid is is comfortable for me. So it worked.
0: Yeah. And and again, it's 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 one of those things that as long as you know the partnership you're getting into. And I always say that. We said that. You're like, I'm your boss. I'm like, I'm not your boss. Mm -hmm. Right. We're always collaborating. And I don't think you feel like I'm your boss either. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just don't. I just try and make sure that, that it's a collaboration all the time. But that gets discovered through the interview process. Right. You know, staying on the Musk thing. And uh, it's, it's critical that you on the other side know that you have as much leverage as the company wanting to put the offer out to you Uh, because people gosh, we're here 10 hours a day, five days a week minimum, and then getting emails from a madman at night on the weekends. (laughs) Right,
2: Right. with different time zones.
0: (laughs) So it's critical. It's critical.
2: You know, to go back to the interviewing timeline, I'd be curious to talk about, you know, time is money, especially in the med tech world. Is there ever an interviewing process that's too long? And do you think there is a, um, maybe like a magic or a special recipe to uh, an interviewing process, like a template like do you, in your experience, would you say like two phone interviews on site an assessment um, and then usually you have a nine a seventy five percent understanding of the candidate that's coming in
0: I think the the answer is yes, so um, look, time kills all deals right. so it's not a timeline in regards to calendar days. I think what it is' it's a timeline relative to activities. And it's important to differentiate that. And then what you need to do is not enough time. If, if I were writing the hiring process for the world, I would look for communication over the telephone. I would look for communication over email. I would look for communication over text. I really would. And then I would look for communication face-to-face with multiple scenarios. Um, one of the things I love to do is see how people interact in between the formal interviews. The walkabout in the office, it's never lost on me, what what they do, what they focus on. Oh, there's
2: a reason behind that. Yes,
0: there's a reason behind that, right? And how they engage, how they disengage from person to person, Um, where their eyes go on the handoff. So these are all tells, but I don't think enough time is spent on the communication side of things. And an interview process longer than two weeks puts at risk both parties because, Again, I keep on referring back to A-level talent. If you're hiring B and C people, this is not the format that we're talking about right now. We're talking about people who move the needle. Most people are looking at two or three things when they decide to look because they don't look. And then when they do look, they're like, well, I might as well compare. So I just think more time should be on cognitive intelligence assessments and then communication on all platforms. And you should know what you're dealing with because I've had some people that are great in person. Now, I'm not a great writer. I'm a great communicator in writing, but I'm not a great writer. Uh, and I've seen train wrecks on people. And our job is probably 70% email.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's important for me to know the risk that I'm walking into on that person's primary tool that they're going to be engaging with people.
2: Right. Also, ter- like the size of an organization. If you have a very large organization and there are a lot of people who could put their input into the process – how do you determine whose input is of value during the interviewing process? And then that also extends the timeline of the interviewing process to perhaps longer than two weeks because everybody has busy schedules. And if you are spread thin on your team, you're wearing multiple hats, you know, et cetera. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, you should know why everybody's in the interview process in the first place. You shouldn't just have people in there for being there. And then each person should have a primary and secondary deliverable that they're looking for and their opinion is offered at the table. And then if that person is going to delay the interview process, meaning the interviewer side, you need to get a replacement for them. And it's not wrong to have five or six people interviewing as long as you know the reason that they indeed are interviewing. And then ultimately, in our organization, everybody in the process has the ability to say no. We can try to explore it, but if it's a strong no, like the one who usually off-rails most are Matt in our organization because he thinks least like us. Um, And he always brings up insightful observations about people that once we wrap back around and explore, he's usually correct. That's super critical. So I would always have a constructive contrarian in the interview process for that reason.
1: What did Matt say about Christina?
0: (laughs) No, remember, I didn't want to hire her. Mm. So everybody was pro-Christina. Good. Right? So you're lucky. Well, now
2: I know.
1: (laughs) Some good things come out of Joe being wrong. I can say that.
0: A lot of things come out of me being (laughs) wrong.
1: We're very happy to have you here,
2: Christina. Happy yeah. to prove you wrong. Yeah, I do,
0: and keep doing it, please. You got a heavy load coming up for
2: 2018. I so sure <laughs> do. I sure do.
0: Well, thanks again for joining us today. I'm Joe Mullings.
2: I'm Christina Kay. I'm Christina Bremmett.
0: Tune in next week. I'm going to be dropping a show with Christina from Barcelona.
1: Or Florence. Or Johannesburg. Who or knows? Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, no, probably not Newark. New Jersey. I mean, if I can help it.
0: This has been On The Line. Thanks very much. Have a great day.
1: Yeah, that was a good one. Was it?
0: I can never tell.